Greetings. Welcome to Haber Bros, a podcast for historic cross-centered Christians. We seek to provide ancient answers to a culture that's forgotten the questions. Thank you for listening this week. If you like what you're hearing or enjoy this show, share it with a friend. Say positive things about us on Snapface and Instachat. If you haven't yet given us a five-star rating or review, pause this recording and do so. I'm Kirk Haberman, a teacher and a church musician, and this is my brother Chris, a highly intelligent Anglican priest. Chris, how are you? Kirk, I'm great. I, I'm getting some high praise from you, though. Boy, feeling like a million bucks entering these, uh, these episodes. <laughs> Kirk, how's your Easter week been? Um, it's been great. Uh, I, I, it was intentionally extended a little bit, uh, in, I think mm. many, maybe most States, uh, schools are off the Monday after Easter, Easter Monday, which is such a blessing. Um, I think a lot of family, like Easter, Easter day, I think a lot of like family get togethers just kind of go end up going later than, than kind of you, you think it will, or you intend, um, particularly like you know, Christmas dinner or Easter dinner, you know, by the time everyone's kind of there from church, throw everything back in the warmer that needs to be heated or whatever. Realistically, dinner is not until two or three. Uh, and then like there's the finding of the eggs and the coming back in for dessert and then playing games or whatever. And so you don't get home until later. So it was a blessing. But not only did I have Monday off, I, I this has become a thing in our family very exciting and evidently a local legend in the uh, local dentist community. I had our semi-annual Daddy Daphne dentist date. Um, and that is not just something that comes out of a Dr. Seuss book, but that is uh, my daughter and I going in for our checkups together. And the, the, our local office thinks it's amazing. Um, they like they're, they're, they're all smiling a little bit too big when we walk in and usher us back to our chairs. And uh, my daughter's, you know, she's, she's six and she has all her baby teeth. So she's still young enough that it's, it's really cute. Mm. And she thinks uh, it, when, when we go out for a happy meal afterwards, before I drop her off at back at school, um, she, it, it, I might as well have taken her to a Michelin rated mm. restaurant. Right. Um, have I shared with you in our house? Because of the brutal palate of several of my children, we call chicken nuggets high cuisine. So we went out for high cuisine uh, and, and we loved it. And so I, I, had, I had Tuesday off as well because I had, had, uh, had to go to the dentist with my daughter. So that was great. And so when, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, another short week. So 
I'm feeling feeling rested, relaxed. Mm. Um, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit later on, but the um, the euphoria of Easter week after Holy Week, you know, um, through the cross, through the tomb, um, to his glorious risen body, and living that out in the life of the church is just it's really amazing. And I've 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 had a dark Lent. Um, I for reasons mm. I can't entirely put my finger on. I have theories. I I, I haven't been super happy um but i'm i'm feeling better i'm feeling better so the lord is risen he is risen indeed yeah how are you doing doing well yeah we've uh kirk you've hacked parenting uh <laughs> when you can turn something not you mean i've hacked my children <laughs> i mean when you could take something not that going to the dentist is that unpleasant but when you take something that could be unpleasant and turn right. it into into something fun yeah. Like that's, that's, that's the best. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what makes, I mean, you could turn the mundane stuff into amazing stuff and um, have your, yeah, it's, it's great that there's stuff with memories there. Kirk, Kirk, how was the, um, how's the horse riding the horseback riding? Oh, for, for Daphne's yes. birthday party. Okay. So uh, we, I, we had three boys and then we had a girl. So I've had a bunch of boy birthday parties. I gotta say girl birthday parties are amazing. Like instead of like ripping each other apart or like fighting in the mud or destroying something in your yard or in your house um, or in a restaurant or, or like breaking something with a bowling ball. Like the, the way girls interact is so cute and hilarious. Like, my daughter is rambunctious and probably on like the, the, the energetic and destructive end of the bell curve for six-year-old girls. But like girl, what girls energetically do together is like hold hands and dance around in a circle vigorously. Right. Um, so like they loved the horses, they loved feeding the horses. It was great. Um, horses are really, um, really interesting creatures. I didn't, you, you and I didn't grow up around horses. Like our mother loved riding horses, but maybe took us fewer than th- four times to see horses ever. And maybe she wanted to, it just never played out that way. So it was, it was really interesting. They're very big. Um, I asked to ride on one when the kids were done. And, and? uh, this is, this is, you ready, you ready for an old man observation. So I have, arth- I have arthritis in my hips um, because of an odd congenital disorder that only became, only was revealed to me um, three years ago, four years ago. And, uh, and, and so- uh, Was revealed sitting- to you. That, sound- that sounds like, like, uh, like you received the that, This is an entirely no. different story, but like- God apocalypsed you. He unveiled this vision. You were sitting on the island of Patmos and God revealed- The, the congenital doctor that- that ran that ran that I don't know what you call it um, ran that, that office um, that, okay. that, that did the did the x-rays on my hip when I went in with back pain it was the fall of 2018 was a guy I played basketball with and he said he sat there and looked at the name on the x-rays and stared at it for three minutes summoning up the guts to walk in and tell me I can never run or play basketball again <laughs> And I still play basketball occasionally, but like, yeah, that's a different story. But, 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 um, sitting on a horse, man, you have to like cowboy hips. Cow- it's a, it's a different thing, but it was like, it felt really cool. 
So did I you, did you have to sit, sit side saddle? I'm just I, I wore my, I wore my dress like a, like a proper English lady and red sides, right. Roadside saddle. Yeah. It was, I got strange looks, but no, I'm kidding. Um, it was great. It was fun. I liked it. And I could see in an alternate universe, um, just kind of wearing a cowboy hat and squinting into the sunset and spitting and riding off into the, across the prairie. Yeah. But my life doesn't involve horses now. But other, other, it, it doesn't now, but it was a great, it was a great birthday party. Hey, can I, yeah. Can I say something else? Something completely unrelated because you have, um, you have a, you have a, a famous friend, um, who likes to talk about his highly precocious teenage son as a pitcher. And, um, I'm neither famous nor is, nor is my, my, my son, my 12 year old son that precocious as a pitcher. Um, but he debuted last night, his newly minted curveball. And Christopher, do you know the phrase knee buckling? Mm-hmm. So, um, when a righty's facing a righty, for example, um, and you think that the pitch is going to hit you and you cower and cringe and turn your back, right? Or duck your head in anticipation of this. And pitch then it's called you. a strike. And then you don't see it break over the plate. I, I've, it's been a, I was so proud of that moment. It just, his breaking ball got better and better and better. And the third inning, a legitimate knee buckler where the guy totally bailed out on the pitch, ducked, turned his, turned his back to my son. And, um, and, and that is my, uh, our athletic update from the Shire, Christopher. Hmm. I was like, I, I actually thought I was like, man, I wish Christopher could have seen this on video. Um, cause like, you, you know, like when you're like 12 and you're screwing around with like an off-speed pitch, you think you're throwing an off-speed pitch and it's just kind of a spinner. Do you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you have that phase. Oh, yeah. yep. It's starting to, his is starting to break now. And it's like really cool. So nice. three scoreless innings. That's great. Nice. Very good. Very good. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't have a transition, but I'm really excited to talk about this gospel reading. Should we, uh, should we look at the gospel? Let's do it. This week's gospel comes from the gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the father has sent me. Even so, I am sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. 
Now, Thomas, one of the 12 called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it at my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, Kirk, uh, the first thing we should do is just locate the chronology here. The first evening of that day. Which day? This is the uh, day, the day of, of resurrection. Of resurrection, yeah. First day of the week. First yeah. day of the week. Um, so, two things are happening simultaneously. Um, well, actually, not simultaneously. Um, we don't know uh, who, in fact, uh, got to see Jesus first. Was it Clo Cleopas and the other disciple on the road to Emmaus? or the disciples who are gathered here. We're not sure. Because remember, both of those things happened on the evening of Easter. In the morning, Jesus appeared uh, to Mary. Mary thought he was a gardener. Um, but most other people just heard the rumor of his resurrection, right? And so that evening, they're scared. <laughs> They've locked the doors. They're, they're scared. They're confused. And Jesus crawls through a window. I'm just kidding. Uh, we we have this, <laughs> had this discussion last year where... Yeah. Yeah. Um, some Calvinists uh, believe, I guess, well, some Calvinists, uh, John, I should not say some Calvinists, John Calvin, John Calvin has <laughs> believes the, holds in, in, the peculiar, peculiar position. Yeah, go ahead. That, that, um, that Jesus resurrected body had the same limitations it had um, when Jesus walked the earth. Therefore he could not pass through walls. Um I feel like Jesus, uh, that not only, so either his body, he either has some sort of supernatural powers in, in his resurrection body. After all, um, let's turn to Luke 24 and look at um, uh, how he departs from them. Yes. Um, and I want to look because I don't remember. He vanished, verse 31, and he vanished yep. from their sight. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Was he a ninja? Did he have smoke bombs? <laughs> um, you know, like he vanished. Um, this Jesus can can seemingly vanish, pass through walls, um, and uh, in this case, he 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 appears to them, and uh, he sh shows right away. He he kind of allays any fears or concerns. He he comes to where they condescends to where they are. He shows them his hands and his side. He's like, hey, it's I, it's me. It's it's Jesus. The same the same one who's with you. And of course, um, this this word peace, this this Hebrew idea of shalom, of completeness, um, that's a that's a big word. I think last year I talked about that. Of that, that not only does he say peace to you, um, this this was a uh, a 
common greeting um, in that era, but it also presented this idea of of like the the, the peace that Christ gives. Shalom, um, right? Yeah, shalom. it's it's this more cosmic sense, right? Yeah, yeah, we have peace with God. Reconciliation. Yes, almost, now right? we yeah. have peace with God. Yeah, and then he has a, a little great commission here: as the Father has sent me, I am sending you, and he breathes on them. Um, but each of these verses, I think we could spend a lot of time really mm. um, getting such into. a rich passage, so much there. And yes. So I'll leave Thomas to you. Um, I'm going to skip to verse 31. And uh, one scholar pointed out that to expound this verse is to expound the entire book. We're given John's thesis statement uh, where we just have witnessed Thomas not believing without seeing. And then Jesus says, blessed, like most of us do not get to see the risen Christ in the flesh. Um, we have to, we have to believe based on testimony that we see. Um, and so we have this testimony written down. Why? What does John want for us? So that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So even this verse, we could, um, take this bit by bit um these are written so that you what's his goal for us that we may believe believe what that jesus is the christ what does that mean the anointed one this promised one the messiah the son of god we can get into that um and that by believing you may have life in his name um new life is, is what jesus wants for us uh, but but uh in, instead of uh spending a lot of time uh, on that i'll just point out this um John 6, it makes me think of this. Jesus asked, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> that you believe in him whom he has sent. And how about John 3, right? That whoever God, believes in him yes. should not perish, but have eternal life. A it's John, almost like it's a, like a, like a drum John likes to beat. Yeah. And so Thomas, his disbelief is contrasted. Uh, well, I mean, of course, it's, it's silly that we call this, um, that we call him doubting Thomas, because in fact, he is believing Thomas, right. you know, <laughs> like, like, let's not, let's not fault him for what his a historical error. slander, huh? Yeah. I mean, do we call Peter denying Peter? You know, like, like, is he known for this thing or is he, or is right. he known for the, the, the great things that he did? And Thomas did great things. Um, and this, uh, God, God bless Thomas for, um, for being the one in this story who, um, struggles to believe without seeing so that we may, um, have this testimony and believe it without seeing. Now, God does not give us, um, I mean, in the life of the church, I think that we are able to see Christ, um, even if it is not um, the incarnate body of Christ, um, flesh and blood, his beard, his hair, his hands, his side. Um, but a big part of our work is is belief, um, belief, and that's what John wants for us. John has written these um, these chapters for us, these um, twenty chapters, and then uh, I guess I'll say something about that. That um, there is a 21st chapter. This almost seems like it was originally his ending. And that doesn't mean that um, someone else wrote this, the, the other one. It's just that he was just like, you know what? I have more to say. It's possible that, that this was his original ending. And then he added a chapter. Not that the 21st chapter is, is um, 
not canonical or not truthful. It's not, not like inspired. the end of the book of Mark where we kind of right. raise right. an eyebrow at it. Yeah. Right. Where I never knew that about from original text. The end of John 20. I mean, I'm, I've always loved John 21. Um, it's the, um, it's like the Minnesota goodbye, right? Uh, yes. Um, you say goodbye in the kitchen. You say goodbye in the living room. You say goodbye on the front steps. You say goodbye in the driveway. And then you say goodbye with the window rolled roll down, right? Isn't that, isn't that the sense of John 21? I love it. And, and we get this beautiful moment of Jesus and Peter yes. for um, redemption of Peter, Peter denied him three times. Um, three times Jesus gets to say that he loves him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. There's, and the, there's, the cryptic uh, words to the beloved disciple. Yeah. 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 But that's another story for another time. Yeah. So Kirk, with, with, with me kind of acknowledging that there are many directions we can go with uh, John 20, um, what do you want to talk about? Well, you asked me to, to say a few words about Thomas, which I will happily do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a rich text. Uh, I, I think I looked back at in past years, we've, we've talked about um, Jesus' curious words and, and, and very weighty words, right? Um, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive the sins of any. We talked. I've, I've talked about that. I've muttered about John Calvin and Jesus appearing there. Um, but I think it's it's to, today we should say a few words about Thomas. You know, you and I um, several weeks ago. I think well, it was Palm Sunday, right? We we noticed one of the great gifts of the church year is um, when you encounter a text. You don't have to save the world in one year. You don't have to say all the things about it, right? Um, it, it'll, it'll be back, right? And we get this the first Sunday after Easter every year. I, was, I just had pulled up the reverse lectionary. And it's interesting when we read uh, John 20, uh, 19 through 31, the end of John 20 here, we get it uh, um, the Tuesday of Easter week. Right, so if any church um, has a service of Holy Communion on Tuesday, which that would probably only be bigger bigger parishes, but it's there, we get it July twenty second, the feast of Saint Mary Magdalene, which, um, no, that's eleven through eighteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me let me let me make sure I have this right. We also get it Saint Thomas Day, which is one of the most forgotten feast days because it is December twenty first. Any church which is named St. Thomas, you probably know this, your paternal feast day is a total afterthought in the rush leading up to Christmas, right? So like St. Thomas's feast day, uh, there there should be some church council that like out of charity to all that, and St. Thomas is a common common name for churches, right? Out of all the St. Thomas church names, churches, um, they should all be allowed to make their um, paternal feast day the Sunday after Easter, right? Like, would that be great? It'd be so yeah. great instead of like this complete afterthought on December 21st. But um, so poor Thomas, you mentioned he's, he gets slandered as, as doubting Thomas. And um, it's, is it, is it his fault that he's not there? Right. When, uh, when the others see um, he's not there. Right. And, uh, and he's, he says this, this thing that seems to be in character of Thomas, right. In verse 25, unless I see the, okay, well, the beginning of the verse. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord, but he says, 
unless I see in his hand the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of his nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Meaning he's, he's incredulous and he uses hyperbolic language, right? Unless I place my finger in, right? Um, he uses very, very kind of effective imagery. And if we rewind the tape um, back to John 11, um, we see um, Thomas say something similarly kind of um, bold um, to Jesus. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, oh, there it is. It's in John, John 11. This is, this is um, the raising the death of Lazarus. John 11 verses 12 through 16. Um, uh, after saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. <laughs> so we don't, we don't get Thomas saying a lot, but when he says things, he seems like an interesting character. Um, and, and here's the thing. Thomas ends up doing that. Um, we, uh, the, the, the church has long held that, that Thomas um, armed with um, this resurrection appearance, with this appearance of the risen Lord, um, ends up taking the gospel, the words um, of the risen Christ, as St. John writes, um, that these things are written that you may believe, and that by believing have new life in his name. That new life sends Thomas to India, right? Um, and, 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 and establishes one of the oldest churches ever established in Jesus' name. Um, so, uh, let us let's let's be kind and and marvel at Thomas, um, and notice back to back to verse back to chapter twenty, Christopher. Um, verse twenty six. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, "Peace be with you." Then he said to Thomas, "Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand." and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Now, all the great artwork in church history, and of course, I think the Caravaggio artwork is, is the greatest one um, that depicts this moment. Has Thomas doing what, Christopher? Well, it has him doing something that's not in the text. That's exactly right. What does it have him doing? Touching Jesus' hands and side. Yeah. But that is not recorded. That is not no. recorded, right? Um, Instead, Thomas answers something um, quite profound, my Lord and my God. Um, now, John is full of, the book of John is full of a lot of high Christology, um, meaning uh, it, it makes explicit that, that, that Jesus is, is, is God. Right? We see that especially in the high priestly prayer, um, in the upper room discourse, um, where I and the Father are one, right? And you and I have talked about this. Um, do not say, show me the Father. If you've seen, seen me, you have seen the Father, right? Um, but this puts into the mouths of the disciples 
something that the disciples have not yet heretofore said, right? My God, right? My Lord and my God. So um, I don't know about doubting Thomas. How about like confessing Thomas, huh? <laughs> Thomas, the great yeah. confessor mm-hmm. of, of the Trinity, right? Because, you know, this is no Arianism. This isn't like the firstborn of all creation. This is God, right? This is Trinitarian stuff. Again, you and I have talked about this, right? Trinity is not in the Bible. Um, my Lord, my God, right? That this is a co, um, a breathing substantial spirit on with the them. Father. You know, yeah. yeah, breathing the Spirit upon. Yes, this is a full Trinitarian passage. Um, and then um, we have something here for us, I think, Christopher. Right? Um, we're here too. <laughs> Jesus refers to us. Have you believed because you have seen me? Then he refers to you and I, right? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Um, Our choir, Christopher, sang a sort of a Thomas-centric anthem for Easter. Um, We sang Walford Davies' setting of uh, O Sons and Daughters, Let Us Sing. Mm. Are you familiar with it? Uh, yes. Oh, sons and daughters, let us sing the King of heaven, the glorious King or death rose or death today rose triumphing. Alleluia. By the way, how good does it feel to say Alleluia? I keep kind of Great. checking myself and yeah, then I'm, like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Um, that Easter morn at break of day, the faithful women went their way to seek the tomb where Jesus lay. Alleluia. An angel clad in white, they see who sat and spoken to the three. Your Lord has gone to Galilee. And actually the setting we sang skips over some of the more Thomas centric and, um, mm. um, but, but, but we did sing this verse that night, the apostles met in fear amidst them came their Lord most dear and said, my peace be on all here. Hallelujah. And then the second to last verse we sang was how blessed are they who have not seen and yet whose faith hath constant being. And yes, we sang being because it rings with seen <laughs> and yet whose faith has constant been for they eternal life shall win. Hallelujah. Yeah. So this is good news for everyone, right? This is good news for Thomas, who is late to the party. This is good news for the disciples, for the risen Lord. And it's good news for us. Um, uh, because uh, even though we're late to the party too, and we're not there in the upper room, um, Jesus has blessings for us as well, for having not seen. So what a rich passage. What a great Easter text. And isn't it great that this is like the one well, there are, I mean, depending upon how many services churches will do or attend or, or how many you pray kind of in the prayer book, this is, this is the Eucharistic Sunday service in every Eastertide you're going to get. So, so great. Yeah. And I mean, what John is calling us to is, is belief to belief. You know, every, every pastor works on this, on, you know, what, what is, what is this takeaway? Like, what about it? So we, you know, we encounter the text of scripture and what about it? And we're just, we're called to believe. Mm. Amen. I mean, and, um, and to have life in it through belief, we do have life in his name. And so on, on Easter, um, a big thing is, is we're not just declaring that because Christ walked out of the grave that on the last day, we too, um, we've been united because we've united, been, been united with him in his death. We also will be united with him in resurrection. We are not just declaring that we're saying that, that Christ has conquered all things. 
um, and then by belief in him that, that even small things can be healed, maybe not in our timing or not in the ways that, that we particularly expect or um, desire. Um, but uh, God has, has healing for us uh, t- today. And um, that's Easter good news for us to, um, to have hope uh, on Easter morning and each of these 50 days that we celebrate Easter. Amen. Amen. Here, here. Uh, you and I have a, a fun, a very fun and exciting culture segment we want to discuss. Um, any final thoughts here? Nope. I just find it interesting. I'll just say this. Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, his, his um, puckish and mysterious ability to just appear in rooms and disappear in rooms, um, just reminiscent of uh, other uh, prominent cultural figures uh, 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 that uh, uh, appear uh, in the darkness and disappear in the darkness, like perhaps a certain dark night. Kirk, this <laughs> th- on this uh, first Sunday of Easter, first week of Easter, we are talking about the Batman. Should I not have compared Christ to Batman? Probably not. I take it all back. I'll tell you the what, Batman. Kirk, uh, last year, during Holy Week, for whatever reason, I watched The Dark Knight. Interesting. Do you, do you remember how The Dark Knight ends? Oh, tell me. It ends with Batman taking on the sins of Harvey Dent. Do you remember this? Uh, how so? Um, they, that, uh, so Harvey Dent, of course, turned into Two-Face. Harvey Dent, who was the hero yep, of Gotham. Yep. And, and Batman's like, Gotham needs a hero. Um, the, the, the damage that Harvey Dent uh, caused and the things that he did, Batman took the blame for. And um, oh, that yes, that's right. Yes, yes, in, yes. In, at some point, I'll pull up the script. What does he I'm say? Gonna, like, I'll be the vi- I'll be the villain. Like the, I mean, basically, yeah. Like it's it is it is substitutionary atonement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like unbelievably moved during Holy Week. It may have even been Monday Thursday that I was watching this, where I'm hearing the words of of Batman saying like I'll be chased, I will be scorned, I will be like it was. It just it just hit me. Um, this uh, this idea of substitution of him taking on um, the sin of of Harvey Dent. So, Kirk, there there are parallels that we can draw. Not you know when we talk about Christ figures, it's not that like this person is a one for one Christ. I remember one time when I was talking about Man on Fire, like with Denzel Washington, with somebody like they're like Christ figure. He's like shooting people. I'm like, yeah, but he gives himself as a sacrifice at the end for the girl. Like, anyway. Spoilers uh, <clears throat> for Man on Fire. 
anyway, uh, The Batman, Kirk, is uh, a recently released movie from director Matt Reeves, uh, which is based, of course, on the character Batman. It's interesting, Kirk, how uh, the the articles are used. Um, right. Batman, The Batman, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad to kind of reboot and redo uh, movies. And so um, it's just the latest Batman movie from um, the Warner Brothers studio. It stars quite a cast. Um, Robert Pattinson um, as the titular Batman um, and uh, his alter ego, Bruce Wayne. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Paul Dano as uh, the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner. Or is, is he Commissioner? Anyway, as, as Gordon. No, not yet. Not yet, Commissioner. Not, didn't get that that promotion yet. Um, John Tichuro as um, the Italian um, gangster. What, what was his name? Fal- Carmine Falcone. Carmine Falcone, yeah. Um, a- Elf- Andy Serkis play. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like the famous motion capture acting Andy Serkis, who played Gollum. Um, that kind of brought him to fame. Uh, but he's, he's done... Um, obviously live action work, but he's most famous for his mocap stuff in both that and Matt Reeves directed him in the, in the planet of the apes movies um, doing a mocap performance. And then um, Colin Farrell as the penguin unrecognizable. Yes. As the penguin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In, in, um, in some ways, very much a, a scene stealer in every scene he was in. I thought just, just sure. obviously having the most fun of anyone else on, 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 on the screen at that, at any given moment. And Go also ahead. just great practical effects with his makeup, like oh, yeah. him unrecognizable, but like, not like a Dick Tracy villain. You he's know, an like, interesting guy in that he's gone from, um, uh, an aspiring yeah. leading man, an aspiring yeah. movie star to just like a very happy character actor. Yeah. And a very effective character actor. For sure. For sure. Uh, this movie, uh, Kirk, uh, it depicts a young Batman. It was originally, this movie was going to be a continuation of Ben Affleck's Batman kind of established in, in, in fact, Ben Affleck was going to write, direct, and star in this movie. Um, but kind of some personal problems that he was going through, alcoholism and just the the poor critical and audience reception of of his batman in the dc expanded universe and this is a, a recent development it was only in uh, 2017 he said he'd step down right yeah yep so marius took over and essentially rewrote the movie as as a kind of like earlier batman so we get to see a very uh young batman i don't know how old uh pattinson is but uh, quite a departure from i mean i imagine he's at least 20 years younger than than ben affleck um and kirk to just talk briefly about the history of uh, Batman in cinema, um, uh, the it opened with the somewhat gaudy um, kind of Art Deco, uh, Tim Burton uh, Batman movies with Michael Keaton, which um, as kid as a kid I was just mesmerized. Yes, by. loved them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they hold up in a way, um, but they're very different. Like they're, they're, they're kind of hokey in some ways. Yeah. They play, they, they had fun with kind of the, the, the camp inheritance yep. from the yep. old Adam West series, which is a, a depending upon who you talk to either a, a, a shameful part of the Batman inheritance or just something to acknowledge and have fun with. But yeah. And that was followed by, um, a Val Kilmer Batman movie and a George Clooney Batman movie, neither, both of which were 
artistic kind of disasters. Mostly um, remembered for the weird suits, right? One of them had a head that nipples. didn't move and the other one had nipples, right? I think both of them might have had nipples. Which one had the head that didn't move? So like, uh, was it Kilmer? Like, I, like a neck, I, like a neck surgery patient. Really, his shoulders few. would like spin to face you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pattinson wore, did you know Pattinson wore the, um, early on there was no other suit available. Um, and so in I early believe shooting, it was, he wore the, I, th- I believe it was for the screen test or the audition that he wore for the Kilmer Val Kilmer suit. suit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm um, really opted, you know, ask like, can I get a suit that I can move in? <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. And, uh, Kirk, that those are followed by the Christopher Nolan, uh, Batman movies, which, uh, Nolan wanted to ground you know, Batman to make it seem realistic and, and really leaned into like, let's even have him discuss with, with Morgan Freeman's character, um, like how they, these weapons are developed. Like how is the Batmobile developed? Like all, all the things that he's going to use, he's not just going to be able to like fall off buildings and um, like immediately have a grappling hook. You know, at some point it's going to be explained like how he had these gadgets and toys when he does the extraction in dark, the dark night from Tokyo, like they've got to actually come up with the technology to extract him and the, the guy he's trying to get <laughs> illegally extraditing him from, from Hong Kong. Uh, and, and so like this set kind of a new precedent for Batman that like the, the new Batmans are going to be somewhat realistic. Now I, I can't say I, I think I saw Affleck in um, Batman versus Superman, um, but I hated every minute of it. Um, I, I don't have a good feel for uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Batman, but I think, yeah, I, I thought, I thought Ben Affleck is certainly of all the actors, the best Bruce Wayne. Okay. Um, and I thought he was a very good Batman. And, but, but did I they try to remain a- grounded in, in this like universe in the way that, um, the Nolan ones were is like as as Nolan rewritten the rules for Batman essentially. Uh, the I'm central asking. the central premise of the Ben Ben Affleck the Zack Snyder Batman um, is that um, what would what would a, a troubled rich man with demons do if he had all the money in the world? Um, and 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 Ben Affleck um, portrayed that very very effectively, I thought. And so you get you get like in the Batman versus Superman you get of course like that crazy sort of indestructible suit. And I'm sorry, I'm not enough of a fanboy to remember the name of that thing. Um, but, but then you also get in, um, in, in Justice League, uh, you get the sense that this is a man who, who has enough money and kind of this, 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 these, these, this troubled, he's brilliant and he's troubled enough that he's, he's kind of able to pursue use this, this kind of vast empire of wealth and underground resources and whatever um, to kind of have this underground network throughout. I, I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And, and Ben Affleck's, um, we, we can talk about Robert Pattinson's particular manner of brooding, which is more Kurt Cobain-esque, but, but Ben Affleck has a certain kind of brooding that's a very powerful screen presence. You and I talked mm. about that a bit in um, The Road Back, um, he's kind the of way entering, back. Yep. Yeah. The way back. He's kind of entering this time of life where that's very effective, but I know you're just laying the groundwork. So I'm sorry. I didn't, yeah, didn't want I'm to just relitigate the, the Zack movie. Snyder films. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to lay the groundwork for like, um, I think for us to get back to like a campy or um, so like Michelle um, Pfeiffer's Catwoman was just weird. Like, you yeah. know, like cats licking her and like, 
<laughs> and you know, even that spawned a, a Halle Berry Catwoman movie that that um, I've I've never seen, but I've seen the pitch meeting for it, which was kind of hilarious. How they just like included cat, um, cat like stuff, you know, <laughs> like um, cat paraphernalia. Where um, Anne Hathaway's a Catwoman was was a like a um, an agile cat burglar, and the only thing kind of cat like her cat like was when she flipped up her goggles, they had like little cat ears. Um, like they didn't try to make her like, she didn't meow right. at anybody. You know, she didn't have right. nine lives, you know, like <laughs> um, there wasn't like weird cat stuff. It was just, um, and same with this cat woman, with Zoe Kravitz's cat woman is, is that she, she is a, a nimble fighter. She can right. get into tight spaces. Um, she um, kind of the first time we see her doing her cat woman thing, um, she's able to uh, break into to, uh a, a crime scene open a safe um she's able to like rappel down this thing um and so it's it's, it's that's what i mean by grounded in reality like a person yeah. could actually do this um and and it, like she's built up certain certain physical skills um and same thing with the batman and, and this batman kirk uh emphasized like I, i've heard batman des described before as the greatest detective in the world who is also an Olympic level athlete um, who has all his superpower is money as well. Right. So he's, he's a brilliant mind. He's got the body. He's got the money. Now you're, now you're basically quoting one of the great lines in the Zack Snyder film. Am I? <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't the flash ask him and what's your superpower? And he says, I'm rich. I'm quoting uh, the aforementioned um, famous friend of mine. Um, okay. Okay. described him as his superpower is wealth. Um, so maybe they stole it from him. Maybe Zack Snyder did. Uh, Probably, but not. But um, <laughs> where, where this we don't we don't see his wealth being that big of, of a thing. Basically, this is Detective Batman, and I kind of liked the groundedness of this Batman, Kirk. I okay, I, I'll say what I didn't like first. I didn't like Bruce Wayne's hair. Come on, <laughs> get a freaking haircut. Okay. Well, do you know why? Do you know why it was that way? Why Matt Reeves like had this vision of this of, of Kurt Cobain as Bruce Wayne. And, and so that's why he looks kind of like heroin addled and wan in the shots, like the, the way like the long hair parted in the center, um, kind of accenting a, a narrow kind of wan face. Yeah. Not a fan, Kirk. Not and, and like leaving the eye makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it acknowledges, like, again, grounded in reality, where in um, in Batman Returns, going way back, um, in Batman Returns, he um, pulls off his mask in front of Catwoman at, like, near the end. And, um, like, we flip from him having the eye makeup on to when he takes the mask off, he doesn't have the eye makeup uh -huh. on. Um, because they don't want to acknowledge that the dude, that, that big, tough Bruce Wayne puts eye makeup on to, to like, right. anyway. So a student uh, of mine was, yeah. was telling me that, 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 that the young ladies on TikTok are having enormous fun with that. Like uh, evidently there's a, like a, like a funny TikTok that, that's been going around about like the real bat signal. And it shows like him smearing eye, eyeshadow all over his face or something like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Um, but but uh, boy, where, where was I? Um, grounded, detective. Um, what I thought was it really interesting is, is is we see like inexperienced young youthful mm -hmm. batman like doing this detective work like he's like walking 
like through he's doing spending a lot of time instead of brooding in shadows and yeah. like in, in the Nolan ones, like um, kind of uh, apprehending criminals in kind of creepy ways where like, you know, talk about in like, like early Nolan he's the Batman. shadow that suddenly growls yes. at like yep. growls angrily at criminals. And suddenly he's yeah. next to the criminal. Like, like this is him like walking around crime scenes, like like breaking the Riddler's riddles. Right. Um, yeah. This is Detective Batman. And when we see Batman in action, um, we I kind of like that he's a human, like that he he uh, he fails here and there. Like um, like one of the times that he kind of glides as a bat, yeah. um, he glides off this building <laughs> and like yanks out this and again, grounded to reality, yanks out this um this parachute and like smashes it into this bridge because <laughs> like that would happen. Like if you're just gliding up buildings in the dark in, in the rain, like you're probably going to smash into things. And like uh, I'm OK with that. Um, where I, I know some people critique this movie or criticize it for saying like, uh, he's not very good detective. Can he, I respond fact, quickly just, to two yeah. aspects of that? Yeah. Um, I, I too, I, I was eating up all the detective stuff early on. And then I, and then I like go to social media in the next couple of days and evidently people are chortling at like, Oh, ho, ho, detective Batman. I thought that was great. I thought yeah. that was fun and interesting. I, no I did think it was I, like one objection I had to it was that like, um, and this is where like my total ignorance of the comic books uh like if any of our listeners actually read comic books they'll be like shouting at me um <laughs> but like he, he he is a vigilante right. and, and so for for like the, the cops to just tolerate him just walking around in crime scenes was a little that was a bit of a stretch well that's interesting like, right they don't the only reason they really do is because James gordon. gordon right they they know he's gordon's guy and they don't like it but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say about the kind of the, the realism um, that he has heft and weight. Do you remember even, and, and I, I, I'm not besmirching the Nolan films in any way. It's part of the Batman mystique. It's got to be, these things have to be balanced. But Batman would always appear in shadows, right? Right. You never knew when he sh showed up and when he disappeared. It was one of kind of the, the parlor tricks, right? Suddenly he was gone. Yeah. Um, in many ways, Matt Reeves is the opposite, right? You hear Batman coming before you see him. There, do you, do you notice this? His entrance, you hear the ominous, the weight of his boots, and sure. and and this is real, right? That that suit would have to be like sixty pounds or whatever, yeah. right? It would sound sure. like a U.S. Marine coming around the corner, right? And and that the the suit always has a sound to it, right? When Pattinson comes around the corner, like kachunk, 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 and I thought that was very. Uh, very effective as a kind of a cinematic uh, device. Did you notice that? For sure. It gave For him sure. weight and heft and it was real, right? Like any, any like big, strong man wearing that suit. And of course he's going to have boots. Not, he's not a ninja in slippers. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's, and he, these are just, he's, he's wearing boots. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is something like I noticed, like, cause like there are times you, you're like, I wonder we like Spider-Man, like where's kind of these weird, like booties almost like is what <laughs> right. Spider-Man wears there. You know, it's like if, if anyone stepped on his foot, he'd be like, ow. <laughs> yeah, no, which would, whatever, which would be a major liability if you're fighting. Somebody. Whatever Pattinson wearing is steel toed, right? Yes. You can, you hear it <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I like that the, this movie um, didn't feel the need to just explain um, like you're just kind of thrown in. It doesn't give you the origin story of, of um gordon and and uh batman like there is just like some obvious history of inherent trust there where th there's a point like midway through the movie i'm like uh 
for all Gordon knows, like Batman could be like Gordon trusts him. Batman could be the like the killer. He could be the Riddler. Um, you know th- that he's allowing him behind the scenes to, to do all this stuff. And and for all he knows, Batman is playing dumb, and um, he's actually the the real um, villain. So, uh, but Kirk, yeah, the the the, <laughs> the, um, the fight scenes and stuff again grounded in reality. He's got a punch and kick. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, um, Christian Bale. Um, it was a very heavy, just brutal, like just um, the fisticuffs were were like um, heavyweight fighting. Where this was um, a little bit more nimble, um, less like less heavyweights of just like yeah. major, like just knocking him out with one punch, stuff like that. Right. Um, and, and we get to see Batman do that in, in several times. We get to see Batman um, kind of use his brains. Like when, when he um, goes inside the club, um, like he shuts off the electricity rather than, right. um, do, you know, other things he could have done. Um, but I've, I feel like I've, I've talked a lot. Let's, let's, let's hear your thoughts on, on, on the Batman. And so I've, where do you want to go with this? Do you want to talk themes? What do you want to talk? Uh, I don't know. Performances. So I'll, just start, I'll just start talking yeah. and we'll see where yeah. it goes. <laughs> um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was much better, uh, Kirk, I mean, some, than I thought it was going to be. Something yeah. about uh, all the trailers, and I don't know who they let do it. I didn't look into that. Um, it, it did not. I, I don't. I no longer remember what about the trailers gave me an uneasy, unsettling feeling like, oh, this is not good. Um, it's good. It's very good. It's too long. And, um, I, I wish it's they way would too have, long. I th- honestly think they could have found at least half an hour to cut. Easily. There are a lot of kind of, um, a lot of slow motion scenes, a lot of, uh, kind of, uh, atmospheric scenes of like people walking down hallways. And, and I, I think, especially if you're going to do the crime Batman as the crime fighter, um, take, uh, adopt the pace of a, um, of, you know, a CBS crime drama, you know, adopt that kind of that pace. Um, you know, CBS expects kind of their viewers to keep up, you know, with a, you know, a, a, a 50 minute um, show, you know, like a CSI, you know, New York or whatever. Um, and, 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 and this was, this was, uh, had a bit more bloat. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and it is in a sense, it's a mystery, right? Like he's, he's, he's piecing this together. Um, I also want to say, uh, my, 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 I did not bring my daughter, but my three boys, um, I know that it was good because for the first time ever, um, they, they, we, we, we love movies. We love the movie theater and, um, and the spell of a film in the cinema never fails to take, Mm. but all three of my boys who are aged 10, 11, and no, 10, 12, 11, 12, and 14. You want to try um, that again, Kirk? Do you, do you have it? I do, do have, have it? it now. Okay. All right. They, all of them at different points got up to leave with like mumbling some uh, yeah, bathroom, some, some just because of the intensity. Um, so that mm. must mean that the Riddler was intense and I must have a certain jadedness mm. as, as a, as watching lots of movies that, that I wasn't shaken by, but like the Riddler was intense. And some of those face-offs were 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 really good, um, so so all yeah, that is great. That's wild. I didn't even mention the 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 really the character of the Riddler. Yeah, and the way he he has this very effective way of having you notice he's very soft spoken, has a very mild mannered voice. What's his name? Paul. 
What, what's he been in? Dano? 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 How did, yeah. Uh, it might be I, Dano. He's I'm got not that sure. face that you, uh, you're like, I've seen him. I've seen him places. I don't have his IMDb page. He was, he was in There Will Be Blood with Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Um, like you, you would, you'd remember him from that. Like, yeah. So he has this very, very uh, effective uh, way that he switches back and forth from very mild mannered. He speaks kind of higher in his register and then he like, he screams and you're like, oh, this is a psychopath. This is a real psychopath and the mask he wears. And he says something that's, I think this was unintentional because I think the script was written before COVID. Um, but he says something, uh, this line that gave me shivers, Christopher, do you remember it? He said, a mask mm. allows you to be who you truly are. Right. And you think about all the social dysfunction that's kind of come out um, since since COVID and, and, and a lot of his lockdowns um, and, and, and a lot of it is like just kind of the human. The, the, what is it? 80 percent of all communication is nonverbal. Right. Um, there's been something kind of dehumanizing about the last couple of years and mm. the Riddler put it put his finger on it. Right. <laughs> the mask allows like you're kind of sinful nature to like, he, mm. so he's only the Riddler, like when he makes or, his videos with this mask on and he flips out, rah, rah, it's, it's, it was Kirk, a, the, my the kids mask were of like shaken by it. The mask Kirk of social media. Yes. Um, that like too. where we can, we can <laughs> kind of hide behind this and, and it brings out the right. worst in us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I thought, I thought that was, thought that was great. My oh, several times, Simon has asked for dad. Can we listen to Ave Maria? That as a, um, as a haunting like Schubert's. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then when I played, when I played the soundtrack, of course, there's like disturbing kind of um, industrial techno kind of rhythms behind it. That makes it really dark. Um, it was very effective. Of course, the scene, the, the, the bomb scene um, where that you have this, this, this surplus boy choir that's singing, right? at this memorial service. That, that's a great bomb scene as well, which brings me to like the darkness of it. Uh, I, I was noticing, it was very kind of on the nose. There's no sunlight. I guess there's maybe one sunrise at, it, it, there's, this, there's this place on this unfinished skyscraper where Gordon and Batman meet and where Gordon and Catwoman meet. And we only have sunrise at the end, right? Mm. <laughs> After the conflict's been resolved. Um, but it's, everything's in rain. Everything. Yeah, it's raining night. all the time, man. I'll tell you I, what. I felt so bleak and dreary watching that thing. So it really leaned into Batman's this uh, um, kind of the aesthetic there. Um, I will say, I will say this as well. Um, it didn't need the last half hour. I felt like um, uh, that the the last the the end of it is almost ashamed of Batman being Batman, right? So it's not enough for him to put the good guy or the bad guy in jail. Um, he's now got to go and like save people from a flood. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about the flood as well, how um, that, that to me almost broke the spell. That to me was like really dumb. Yeah. So what sure. year is this now that New York city has what global warming, I guess. And so now we have like, to have, we have to have I mean, that's, walls that's around thing. New York city. This is like straight this out of the, the script, expanse. The script could have used uh, several more passes, both to tighten it up, like to make it shorter, but also like, why do we need another thing? You know, like, why do we need a flood for everyone to go to, to Madison? I thought, did you I, mean, the, I mean, Gotham Square Garden. The face-off in prison 
where right. once he's in Arkham, I thought that was a very affecting face-off and it shakes yeah. Batman, right? Like yeah. he's morally shaken, like, wait, was I complicit? Right. So um, we get kind of um, the moral ambiguity of Batman. Like he is, uh, is he above the law? Is that okay that he's above the law? Um, was he, is he, is he enjoying it a little too much? This cat and mouse game with this psychopath? Is he maybe psychopathic too? Um, well, I, I, it had yeah. some, a lot, it had all the, all those themes of Batman, which make it fun sure. and interesting and, 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 but and then we have this whole other act of the movie where completely um, unnecessary. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's some okay f- fighting there, but generally like a lot of it didn't make sense. Like, and again, like the city is flooded. And so they go to this low lying, like they're the safety places for everyone to go to this Madison square garden. Gotham well, why square is it garden, flooded? Sea because walls, the Riddlers like, blew up. <laughs> idea all along was to blow up the, sea walls which i didn't know was a thing <laughs> they mentioned it once at the beginning of the movie but but again so we like live in a the, world the image where global warming has that, has rendered manhattan underwater without sea but, walls right but they have an image uh that i think they saw on a storyboard that, that looked cool of batman lighting a flare and like leading people out uh, into like good stuff but like the city's flooded where's he leading them like like it's it was like someone the drew the image and was like this would look cool but like in, in reality, in a solid world, like it doesn't make any sense. Where is he? Where are they following him to? We the need, city's flooded. We need Father Joe Gasberry to tell us <laughs> if this has any place in canon. Joe, hmm. does this have any place in canon? Does he ever lead people out of a flooded, uh, into safety out of a flooded city? I mean, it was a cool image of him lighting a flare of like from darkness into light and then him kind of helping and um, being this kind of force for good um, because he he has to wrestle with, you know, am I, am I doing anything good? Like is, is like all my crime fighting and Batmaning is is, like, am I actually helping the city? Um, As he looks at his dad's legacy, which again is another problem with the movie, is that like the whole legacy of, of renewal that Thomas Wayne spent all this money to renew the city in, all of it went to corruption. And mm. um, I love that. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I loved it. Um, what's the theme here? That any government program, no matter how meaningfully <laughs> founded, will eventually become like a home for bureaucrats, sinecures, and corruption. Sure, Kurt. <laughs> but, but like pick one thing. Pick one right. thing. Like you can't, you can't have the seawalls. So it turns that, out like- to be a slush fund for criminals. Right, right. I understand. Like, so, but this is where I get, I guess I, I get into my I complaints about that. the movie is that like, it's, it's so unfocused and it's, it's almost like a mini series yeah, 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 and yeah. it shouldn't be like, make it simpler. Like stop bringing They could have like, just called it the Ford the- foundation or like the <laughs> Rockefeller. Like think of, think of all the mission, the, the mission creep that has turned sure. all of those fa- foundations into like real garbage heaps. Sure. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, that, that could have been a good theme just, just to tackle in and of itself and like is being Batman. And, and I mean, the problem is like being Batman, it hasn't necessarily done, like he might actually do, do <laughs> the best thing might be for him to just be Bruce Wayne, a, a band of being Batman and just like reform like the city. Yeah. Can we talk about the punch club? Bad guys. Sure. Can we talk about the club and the corruption of the police force. Mm. I thought all that was really good. Um, I, I felt I could feel like Batman sinking sure. in both a web of, of lies and corruption and like danger, like the sense of anytime you met a, a cop, 
um like is this is this guy reliable sure um that felt like really gritty noir um batman of some of the comic book series that i've read i i like that did you find that effective like every sure. trip to the yeah. club I mean, it was, was city. so sleazy and <laughs> and carmine falcone or john chichuro um was utterly confident that, that like no cop would dare arrest him right like he owns them all and <laughs> it turns out he doesn't own them all you know right which makes and that's what we love about gordon right um gordon is the guy who continues to get blows both from uh from from the city from fate from within his own force and yet he is he is committed um in a sea of darkness and corruption to um some sort of a real vision of justice um i think that's why like gordon gordon has undergone a bunch of different iterations like batman wouldn't you say and yet he remains such an appealing figure because jeffrey yeah. wright you you like you buy jeffrey, jeffrey oh, wright as gordon absolutely jeff i mean jeffrey wright is an he's like one of the top actors yeah today and so he's great in everything and he's a great gordon Love i agree him. I, I hope we see him in future as future gordon as commissioner yeah. gordon i yeah. hope he gets his promotion uh and next time can we talk about the drug what the heck was this drugs drugs, drugs? <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what's that a stand-in for yeah that's a good question yeah i mean <laughs> do, why do you want to talk drugs in the manufacturing no, i don't like, i don't okay. like it was an important part of the plot like right right everyone's on the drops right right uh these attorneys are on the drops was this, this some sort of synthetic thing um like as far as i know the only synthetic drug is 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 um is methamphetamines right um like the thing that you could just manufacture from ingredients for most things you know marijuana or heroin or cocaine comes from a like organic, like right. from some sort of plant. And so it requires like these long supply chains. And, um, but, but uh, yeah, for some reason, they didn't choose an existing drug. They're <laughs> oh, like, we're going to invent a got, drug, the drops. A new one. It's called the drop. The drops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, are these eye drops? Uh, no, I, uh, I don't know. Um, how about penguin? Buy or sell? Uh, tentatively buying and that's just my ignorance of like like who penguin is where um batman returns uh we had danny devito as penguin <laughs> that's like, like a really weird like that's weird a weird dude. penguin like he he kind of <laughs> likes like don't like he doesn't he like mesmerize penguins into like yeah. doing his bidding and yeah. they walk and around like the bites, city doesn't he bite the head like he like begins to adopt their diet yeah, like he eats like raw he, fish or something. Yeah, biting the head of fish, and <laughs> it's like where where this guy is just kind of fat like a penguin, and he's like a criminal. And uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I just don't know much about the character penguin, so um, we'll see what they do with him. We don't. I love a lot of real him. the real fun New York accent. I mean, sure, he leaned into it. Yeah, uh, Colin Farrell spit growled. And I don't, I don't know enough about Northeastern dialects to know if that was, if, what was that? Was that, was that Jersey Italian? Was that, it was know. something, it was something really awesome like though. It was yep. great. And was he leaned into it and he had enormous fun growling his way through that. And so um, is he just a, a gangster who kind of like, it'll be, I'm Kirk, I am, I'm buying and I'm intrigued to see what, what the, I want to see more of him. Yeah. How and about Kirk, gadgets? I, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw this, um, uh, HBO is doing a series um, starring oh, the Penguin. Love it. I mean, they're Sid. They've got the DC properties, yeah. and um, 
I, I don't, I don't know if um, Disney is going to suffer from overexposure with all their um, intellectual sure. property, but I, I mean, I, I don't know why it may be stuff's in the pipeline. I don't know about, but man, I wish HBO was doing more with the DC properties. And so that is heartening to hear. Yeah. Um, I think they're probably shell shocked. Yeah, like, like the, the, like how- the, the, the good DC properties and not just, I mean, there's only so many times you can like make magic with uh, who's John Cena's character. Right. Actually, I actually like Peacemaker. that series. I liked it, but like, I'd imagine that that is like, they're like, bottom well, they, that's like C squad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The suicide yeah. squad, which had no business being as good as it was. Right. And basically because Marble Margot Robbie is mesmerizing. Um, like ended and, up and I, surprisingly being compelling. That but, what's his name? James Gunn is 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 kind yes. of a twisted mind, but also talent. Yeah, he's a twisted genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, buy or sell use of gadgets. gadgets. That's a that's a core part of who Batman is. And Christopher Nolan, like you said, uh, decided to lean into the kind of the the, the techie aspect of it. Yeah, and I kind of I, I kind of dug the way Nolan did that. Of like, um, there's one point where Bruce Wayne like. And this is kind of where he mixed Batman and Bruce Wayne, where Bruce Wayne like pulled up in his Lamborghini to a club and like all these paparazzi, all their cameras like shut down. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can hear awesome. power down. Um, <laughs> like, I love the technology yeah. in, in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, uh, here, um, I'd say you didn't get a lot of gadgets. I could use fledgling, more. right? It's like the origin yes. story. Like, yeah. Do you see in the Batcave? It's not even like you see. Right. I feel like you see like gear shafts and like half that the the Batmobile half built. Do you remember that? I feel like I remembered like a half well, built. Like for the first half of the movie, he's just driving around a motorcycle, right? And then you see the Batmobile, and it's like, oh, okay, he does. I was like, does he even have a Batmobile? Okay, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's kind so of don't have batarangs or um, like like the Batwing. Like, I mean, he's like, got this like batter. Is it a battering? He kind of pulls off his chest and can kind of slice things with it um did he, he, he does that twice with something he pulls off his chest so he's we have got, the glider he does scene glide that once it was kind of um, cool and he's got he's got some uh some grappling hooks like he uh he saves someone from falling by like jumping catching them and throwing a grappling hook and so we see that a grappling hook a couple times i'd like but, to see more i want to see more yeah but i also I like understand like why there weren't more in this one is like he's yeah. just learning to be batman you and I, I think, heard someone quip that, or maybe they have explicitly said this, this isn't Batman year one. This is Batman year two, sure. <laughs> right? Sure. So this isn't the origin story, but we see, like, he's not even called, this is interesting, we should say this, he's not even called the Batman, he's called Vengeance, yeah. which Christopher, you and I, you and I liked what we liked as kids, and and one of the, one of the, one thing that was popular in, 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 in the nineties that you and I never got into, which we probably would have loved was Batman, the animated series. Mm, yeah. And I guess there's this iconic quote um, um, where he, at one point he says, uh, he says, um, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And I gather that Matt Reeves would love that line and was transfixed mm. by that line. And so he's called early on, he's not even called Batman. He's called vengeance, which eh, it's kind of interesting. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and, and captures something about kind of the, you've been talking a lot about teleology, the telos, what yeah. is the point of Batman? Mm. He avenges those who cannot avenge themselves. He's, I yeah. mean, his long-term, like avenging his parents from beyond the grave, right? Um, but I think it's vengeance, right? So, and, and that's kind of a dark and gritty thing, right? 
um, especially when it loses its temper, right? And that's kind of the intellect, the, the moral complexity of that of that man, right? So, yeah. so, so he says he's who keeps calling him vengeance? Is it Catwoman? Who else? I'm trying to. I think Catwoman. Uh, various people do. Um, I couldn't tell you everyone who does. I, I mean, even even like the kind of the um, Riddler fanboys, I think they call him vengeance, and yeah. that's it, that's kind of shocking at the end where. Um, they're like, oh, well, I'm vengeance. And he's like, no, that's what it is. Is, yes. is it they're, they're like, we are vengeance. Like, and, and, and Batman's, you know, like, no, that's not what I am. Like, I, I'm not going to be sniping people from the sky. I'm not, I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> right. And I feel like uh, the last uh, final critique of the last 30, 40 minutes would be, it got political. Um, you know, so, so everyone's Kyle, like the, the villain is Kyle Rittenhouse. The villain is 50 Kyle Rittenhouses. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. After, after Riddler's in, 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 in Arkham, which, oh my gosh, yawn. I could have like, if you would have asked me like, what is some, uh, some, some, some Hollywood Vox adult scriptwriter going to write uh, as a villain? Like, I mean, I would have, that would have been the first thing, like, I was like, I could, I could write this as a parody of a Hollywood scriptwriter. But, but then again, like it, it, it points to just how, like, how online like-minded kind of communities of whether it's incels or just like um, angry young young <laughs> right. men find each other right. and and can it, that can be toxic. Yeah, it and, exists. You're right, it exists. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe there's something very 2020s about that that hopefully you know, in 15 years when we're watching this movie again, like, oh, let's go watch the Batman again. We'll be like, yeah, that was a thing in the 2020s. And hopefully that that fever will break. But yeah. Yeah, because Cal Rittenhouse is not a one-to-one -one comparison because like these people were, were like actively looking to to, to kill. And no, I say that because yeah. he is he's become a poster child sure. for a certain kind of fever dream um, the left has. Sure. Of, I mean, of, he has of, also been a willing what, of poster what is child stalking, the right. so, of what is stalking America, sure, right? Sure. Sure. All right, Kirk. Um, any final thoughts on the Batman? Uh, no, that was a really fun discussion, and it was helped me yeah. figure out what I think about it. So, yeah, Which I'm pleasantly is, yeah. surprised. Pleasantly surprised. It's too long, but it's gripping. It's dark. You're gonna your your heart's gonna be in your throat several times. Riddler is super disturbing in a fun way. And hope we see more of several of these characters and more gadgets. Yeah. More gadgets, two, two, more two thumbs up. Um, and uh, also like we're, we're, uh, we're game for the next one. Yep. Kirk, shall we close in prayer? Let's. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation. Grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Next week, Kirk. Next week. Oh.